going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema. This is episode 234, where today we're talking about the Forever Purge, Boss Baby Family Business, and getting a little caught up on Loki on Disney Plus streaming service. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Gentlemen, how are you? Chris, I understand you're feeling a little under the weather and you're remote a, in. I'm a little under the weather. I'm remote in from my house at my at my computer desk, but uh, I'm here with you guys in spirit, furious spirit. Furious spirit. Loving, right. I saw in the text you have one of the wonderful perks of having young kids is you you, you get what they bring home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my kids were, were a little bit under the weather all weekend, and this morning I woke up, I was like, oh no, it's happening. So. Yeah, Roger. Of course, you have that too. When you and your daughter comes home with something, and you, yeah. you guys, you yeah, guys not have so much over it. this last year or so. So yeah. that's been kind of nice. <laughs> one one good thing about homeschooling. All right, what else, guys? Anything else going on this week? Mm. It's yeah. raining. How, how, hot, how hot is it there in the in the valley? Actually, right now it's not bad, but uh, yeah. last like through last week it was pretty rough, and then like today it's we had severe th- thunderstorms a little bit ago, so. Who knows? We had those on. We had those yesterday, about mid afternoon to like evening ish. They were pretty bad. Like they were like, I mean, the thunder of the town like was because you know what you're supposed to measure it by when you when you see it and then when you when you hear it, it's a one one Mississippi, two Mississippi, right? That's how you measure how far away it is. Yeah, yeah, but it was like it was like we saw it and then we heard the crack like not even a second later. So it was right there. It was right up on you. Yeah, right. We were working. So whenever that happened, like everyone, save what you're working on. <laughs> don't don't lose it. Save it. Turn off your computers. Or just disconnect them because, you know, power sources are still power sources. Sure. What else is going on, gentlemen? Did you guys watch anything besides what we watched for this week? I watched Superbad last night. (laughs) Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What was your experience Hilarious. Hilarious movie that could never be made in that capacity today. Oh, no. We talk about about a lot. Some comedies just – the same script would just not fly today. No, you you couldn't do it. Fucking never again. Which is a shame because Super Bad in its time was man that movie that movie came out in what like two thousand eight ish seven eight something like that uh something I don't I have to check that actually I'm but not... like it, but like my point is it lived for like another five years after that everyone's like Super Bad you want to watch Super Bad like that's that's a tough thing to do especially for a comedy it's not hard for like a fast movie or a Marvel movie but for something like a comedy to do that that's that's respectable so I think that was two thousand eight ish I could be wrong about that but I think it was two thousand eight. Anyway, what about, what about you, Chris? Well, do you watch anything else besides what we watched for the week? No, I didn't really get into anything this week. Had a very busy week at home. Uh, we had like reunions and stuff on our side, so. Oh, nice! Just hanging out. That's I rewatched exciting. all of Ted Lasso. Ooh, getting ready for season two. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna binge that like a week before season two hits. I love Ted Lasso. I cannot stress that enough. How much I love, and I, you know, it's funny because like, Roger's like, "Grace, you gotta watch Ted Lasso." I'm like, "Eh, I'll give it a look." I watched one episode, hooked, hooked after one episode. That's all, that's all it took. <laughs> did you watch any of it yet, Chris? I don't know I, I, if you did. I haven't yet. Me and me and the wife have so much to catch up on that it's 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 hard right now. You so only much have to watch. Ted Lasso, so <laughs> you do, you do indeed. Yeah, Ted Ted Lasso is a must watch. But the good news is, you can the first season what ten episodes first season you, you can. They're what like 20, 20 minute episodes, Roger? No, I mean they're close to a half hour, so they're. Pretty uh, pretty smooth. It's bingeable in one night, the whole first season, so if it gets down to that. But before season two hits, because we will definitely be up on that as soon as possible. I know you guys really like it, so it's definitely on my list. I watched. I'll tell you what I did watch, Roger, and um, 
if I had to peg money, I wanted to watch it at Prince Roger, but The Life of David Gale with Kevin what? Spacey and Laura Linney. No, I don't know anything about I it. I saw that. It's uh, about the – there was a murder char- – death row murder charge, and he was trying to prove the system is flawed with the death penalty in Texas. Uh, that, that came out in 2004, I think, in 2003, and that movie, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed it again. I haven't seen it in, since 2003, so it was a nice little throwback for me, but really enjoy that one. Interesting. What else did I watch? I watched so much. Oh, you know what I did watch was talk, talking about comedies that aren't funny. Do you remember that uh, movie Guilt Trip with Seth Rogen and Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand? Yeah, we're like, she's his mom. Yeah, I've seen that. I, I wasn't – I didn't Bad. find that as funny this time. It's because it's not funny. It's not funny. And you know what I did watch also in this movie? It's, it's always an anomaly to me. Observe and report. Okay. I, I, I didn't – I just found it obscene and stupid. Yeah, it's not good either. I wonder, like, Seth Rogen looking, like, does he have a career at this point? <laughs> yes. Like, yes he, he, does. He, he does, but, I mean, a lot, looking back on a lot of his comedies, I, I'm not really sure that they stood any kind of test of time. So, I don't know. Maybe you disagree with me on that, but. I'm not a big Seth Rogen guy, personally, so. I'm, I'm and not, I did get to meet him on American Pickle, was shot in Pittsburgh. I did get to meet Seth Rogen. He seemed like a normal stand-up guy. God, so, American that Pickle. Nice. That was a movie, wasn't it? Oof. <laughs> not a good one. That was not a good Swing one. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Swing and a miss, indeed. All right, this is episode 234 of 4 the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and the movies of the week. So let's take a look at the box office without further ado. And you guys will be probably a little sad to know. Black Widow, 80 million domestic, 158 worldwide. Fast crushed that worldwide. That's okay. I'm surprised. I'm very surprised that Fast and Furious outperformed the Marvel movie opening weekend. Extremely surprised. Hmm. So that's not. I mean, I, that's any other movie starts at 158. That's a very strong start. But again, we we don't know the Disney Plus streaming numbers either. So that that, that could be significantly high. Fast Nine bringing in 10.9 million, bringing its worldwide to 541. Uh, it did finally break the 500 mark. So that's always a, sh- good. a shock to no one. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean that's <laughs> not going to be. You were right though, Chris. It did do more its third week than its second week, I think. I, I made that call, didn't I? I don't know. You, you, guys, about that. you guys think that I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes, but here I am just making plays. You did not say that. You did not get that correct, and it did not make more money the third week. Oh, did it week. not? Okay, I was, oh, doing, come doing on. My head. I was doing the math in my head. I'm like, I mean, listen, you may want it to do that. It did not make more money the second week. Well, I wanted it to. I thought it would. It did. Oh, it did 50. Yeah, it did 75 the second week. Yeah, mm. right. Yeah, I was I did, the, I did the math wrong. Calm down. All right. I did not. Number three, Boss Baby Family <laughs> Business, 8.7 million domestic, 36.4 worldwide. Off to a, you know, that's an okay start, given the fact that it's also on Peacock. So which look. which you didn't need Peacock Premium for that. That was actually, it would it just gave you an ad at the beginning and the end if you watched it without premium. I saw that. So Peacock you can get for four ninety nine, mm-hmm. and all premium does for nine ninety nine is just do away with the ads. Well, there's three versions. Six ninety nine. Oh, six ninety nine. Is it only yeah. another dollar more? Two dollars more? 
No way. There's a free version of Peacock, and then there's yeah. a four ninety nine version of Peacock. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. What's yeah. the more expensive version cost? Peacock Premium. What is that? Is that no for ads? Oh, okay, no ads. Copy yep. cover that. Well, and there's there's like there's like ten percent of its stuff is behind is behind that premium paywall, but it's not it's not the big stuff. Like Yellowstone is is on the free version. Boss Baby was on the free version. It's just like some really really old school movies that are like behind the the premium version of Peacock. Which is actually not a bet. Which is, a, in a way, respectable because you'd think they'd put the the really big new stuff behind the premium paywall, but they haven't. So, at this point, good move on them. Oh yeah, they're trying to just bolster, <clears throat> bolster some subscriptions, of course. But oh yeah, yeah. No one's going to be surprised about these numbers. The Forever Purge number four coming in at six point seven million domestic, thirty four point eight worldwide. That's only, that's literally only a point. No, it actually it outperformed worldwide. It's done more than Boss Baby, but it just didn't do better than Boss Baby this week. So that's interesting. A Quiet Place Part Two, three three point oh million, uh, brings worldwide to two hundred and seventy nine. That movie I thought was going to go upwards of four hundred, but I guess that movie was it lost steam pretty quick. Sure, but I mean, there's other. I mean, Fast Nine, um, Black Widow. You know, I mean, there's things ahead of it that will or came out after it that are you know. The same audience as as well. Mm-hmm. You guys, have any have any comments about the top five in the box office? Not a single surprise. No, rarely is there a surprise. I mean, yeah. All right, let's take a look at what's streaming. Oh, in the what in the what's coming out? Nothing's really shaken up. I, I know we talked about it week after week, but I figured we'd take some a few weeks off. Nothing really changed, so we'll look at get into that one again next week. But let's take a look at what's streaming on HBO Max this week. I kind of dug in and went a little far back to Eight Mile by director Curtis Hansen. Oh. Eminem. I know that that was a surprisingly good movie when it came out. I know it won an Oscar for Best Original Song. Sure. So I mean, and it was it did it did very well in the box office. So that has, of course, Eminem, the late Brittany Murphy, Kim Basinger, Mackay Pfeiffer, Evan Jones, Omar Benson, Miller, Eugene Bird, two thousand and two. Roger, remember those good old days, huh? College I do. Days. <laughs> those were the good days. Good fellas. I was in peak college at that time. God, I hated it. was a big deal. I hated 2002. Why did you hate 2002? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I was an awkward freshman in high school. Why, I mean, why wouldn't I hate it? That, that, that is, that's an Just awkward phrase for now when you're an awkward guy on a podcast. <laughs> I mean, listen, life's at least a little better right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, yes. It would tend to be. All right, Goodfellas by director Martin Scorsese. Going a little further back, Robert De Niro, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, Paul Sorvino, Mike Starr, Frank Vincent, 1990. A lot of people say that Goodfellas is, one of, is one of Scorsese's best. Goodfellas is an incredible film. It really it really is good. And I, I don't think it's his best, but I think it's definitely in his top three. So that's uh, – and me not being a huge Scorsese fan, I think that might say something too. All right. Crazy Rich Asians by director John Chu. Constance Wu, Henry Golding, Michelle Yeo, Gemma Chan, Aquafina, Harry Shum Jr., Ken Jeong. That's going all the way back to 2018. That movie did very well for itself. Uh, it made a lot of people, it put a lot of people even further on the star map, which I'm glad it did. So we love that on this podcast. I'm Roger. We had very good things to say about Yeah, Crazy Rich Asians was incredible. It's one of those movies that just came out and was great. All right, let's take a look at take a look at some trailers, gentlemen. We watched some trailers. What about let's talk Sing Two? 
Looks like a continuation of some more Sing-like lore. <laughs> Don't know if we need to get deeper into that world. <laughs> well, I mean, the first one did very good. It, it, it was a kid's movie that did very well for itself. There's no reason to... I mean, if an animated I mean, movie does it's, well... It's a, fi- it's a fine movie, so I'm sure yeah. the second one will be fine as well. That's I mean, my that, point, though. Is, is there any reason not to make it if it does very well? In the I, mean, I mean, let's say this. The movie's flashy as hell, right? The animation is just very bright and colorful in your face and super clean. And it's got a whole bunch of, you know, pop culture songs. And yeah, hits yeah and stuff, the music's so. going to be what draws it. Yeah, it's going to do well. First yeah, one did well. This one will do well. It, it, it looks like a good enough movie. My kids will watch it. They love the first one. Oh, good. So you, you have that, that added bonus that your kids, they have kind of a an, an excitement and a point of view that we may not have. Yeah, true. So it's always nice to get. Um, how, how old is your oldest daughter, Chris? Six. We might have to give some of her insight on a on episode no. one day. <laughs> no, if Chris I, is okay with it, then we're going to do it. No, okay, great. You ever have a conversation with a child about a movie? It's I'm incredible. Just... It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's riveting, right? Great, great yeah. podcast. Wait, well, hold, hold, hold on. What do children say about movies that you ask them about it? Crazy things, like such as. Give me like, do you like this? And then they leave the room. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part? The part with the baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. Major point. Sing oh. two is. <clears throat> I wasn't too excited about it. Of course, the, the trailer is a good trailer. It kind of brings me in. Um, I'm I'm excited about. It. I like sequels, especially when they continue what the first one laid down. A lot of sequels don't do that, but this one looks like it's going to. So I'm I'm excited for it. I have no reason not to be. Um, about the kissing booth part three. I know Roger, uh, you in particular are super excited about this. Oh yeah, it looks incredible. Now, okay, in all fairness, Kissing Booth is a Netflix original, and it's you know it did enough to warrant a sequel, which, of course, because we just talked about the sequel probably like 15 months ago, if even that. So they had to put this one. It was like last summer. So yeah, it was not even. It was less than 12 months ago. So they put this one into production, not even before the second one came out. So I mean, they they must have been confident enough in their number from the first one that they put the third one in or or it just didn't take long to shoot and put together which i'm, which I'm guessing is the i'm assuming the it's the latter mm. that makes sense now people must really be enjoying the kissing booth so yes we can they say it from a, a you know film connoisseur's point of view but when you just want to turn on a dumb romantic comedy i mean i guess a lot of people are turning to the kissing booth one and two so i mean, who are we to say that they're wrong i mean netflix at least is enjoying people enjoying the kissing booth so yeah, I mean that's important. Yeah, of course. I mean that's whatever gets people to your to your platform is worth spending money on. Yep. Um, the plot, if you've watched it, where again she has to make a decision between staying local or going to a different college. She's going to disappoint either her boyfriend or her best friend, which are brothers, by the way. Um, I thought we now I could be wrong, and I've only watched the Kissing Booth once, but. I thought we dealt with this in the Kissing Booth too. We did. They're bringing I it back. I thought so. Four slip triangles are tight. But you can't make the same movie a second time. What are they doing? Oh, you're about to watch them do it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to do fantastic numbers too, I'm sure. All right, all right. Now let's get to the one we're excited to talk about. Transformers, War for Cybertron Trilogy, Kingdom. Yes, good. Some actual story to talk about. Thank you. I watched the trailer for the – I know, Roger, you sent it to us and I posted it um, over the weekend on our social media. But I just watched the trailer for the first time about an hour before we started, we got in and started recording. I'm very impressed by the trailer. It hits all the right notes. Uh, it, it has that kind of hint of hope and 
you know, hope is dwindling, yet it's still there. I, I'm I'm all for it. I mean, it's no secret I love the Transformers. I love most of what Bay did with the Transformer movies. But uh, this trailer, I would say, if I had to rate this trailer, is better than every Transformer movies after. This one thousand percent is better than every Transformer movie. <laughs> I'm never going to give you. I'm I'm never going to give you Transformers 2007. That's fine. You're wrong. So. Well, I may, the, I may story told, the story that's been told through all the episodes this far is better than that. Oh, I done, but I mean, isolated they're not, but you're right. I, I mean, Transformers 2007 was strong, which is why I was so excited for the follow-up, which did, which every single one of them disappointed me. But they did some interesting things. But this one, however, Chris, you're you're usually the guy that notices animation styles. What do you think of the animation style in the trailer? Uh, the animation style it seems it's like beautiful. It, yeah, yeah. It just it seems it's it's got a weird it's got almost like a darker tone to it but i'm okay with that because of the way that the like the story's playing out like you said there's like a little bit of hope is what it is what they're running off of looking for the all spark but i'm with i'm in rogers camp here this you know the netflix series that we saw before of transformers was was fantastic and this looks like it's going to carry on more of the same I mean, I'm ready for it. We're, we're going to have to. This is the third of this is the third of the three, mm-hmm. so we're going to have to watch the second one, which was what Earthrise, Roger. Yes. And this one looks like it's going into. I've been seeing, you know, online that Beast Wars, baby. Oh, yeah, it's there. There's, there's, there's <laughs> going to be a live action Transformers film into Beast Wars. So this might, hopefully, this one is you that use this yeah, one to help bridge so the gap. About that part. <laughs> Don't know if I'm overly excited for that. I mean, look. Bumblebee was good. Sure, it was a step in the right in the right direction for Transformers. Um, why? Well, let me ask you this: Why aren't you excited for a possible live action Transformers movie without Bay going into Beast Wars? I mean, Michael Bay is not allowed to make these movies anymore, so it's that's, fine. That's my point. Though. It's going uh, to be. Wars, I just think Beast Wars would be hard to bring to the screen. Honestly, yeah. I, well, I would have thought that about Transformers too, but they somehow managed that. No, no, no. They did it okay twice and failed miserably five other times. <laughs> okay, well, Roger, do you mean visually, or do you mean the entire like story wise? Everything I said stands true. Okay, Both I visually, think. Listen, visually, they're. I mean, they do neat things, but it's just garbage on the screen. It and, is. And the story after one and bef- anything between one and Bumblebee are just absolute garbage. Listen, I you agree. can have somebody transform into a big flashy car. That's cool. Yeah, all right. There were seven movies. Seven. Yeah. Hold on. What were the seven movies? There was five. Oh, this will be the seventh movie. Sorry. Okay, this, well, Bumblebee is the sixth movie. Yeah. This will be the seventh movie. But There's like it or not, garbage. I mean – Transformers two, as for as as bad of movies that was, that had a great movie moment in it. So you can say everything you want, but he did. I will say least... everything I want. I don't care how great the single movie moment was. That movie is a fucking disaster. I, you know, say I'm wrong. Say that I'm wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but Thank on you. The, <laughs> you can say that on the broad spectrum. But when you start to narrow in a little a little bit, there's there's. There's great story elements there that really did work. I'm going to say something to Roger's point. Giant Transformer scrotum. Mm. But yeah, that was little... Is that the point you're talking about? Is that your high point of that film? No, I'm no, all... when... oh, wait, wait, hold on. I'm no. not done yet. I'm okay, going to say okay. something to Grayson's okay. point. And they could bring some amazing things onto screen and with Beast Wars visually. Giant robot scrotum was possible. <laughs> so th- this goes both ways for them, I think. I mean... It's possible. Now, Roger, are you curious what the movie moment I'm talking about is? No, let's hear it, though. Okay, it's 
in the woods with Optimus and uh, Sam when Optimus is facing down three Decepticons and he's he's down, he's beaten, he's got nothing left, and he stands up and just the dun, 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 the transform music starts and then like he actually beats them and then he's killed and then he dies. Yeah, but like it's a great and that's when a hero stands up for what he when he puts himself in the line of danger for someone else. That's the definition of a hero. So listen, listen by your own definition, and I don't want to talk about this for more than thirty seconds. <laughs> by your own definition, you should hate that moment. You know why? Because they brought him back to life, and when people don't stay dead to Grayson, oh, I know you give well, up the sacrifice. Well, I I, I agree. Is that one of your hills to die on? It is one of my hills to die on. Except I kind of that one's a little different, only because like, well, they can never kill him again, <laughs> him or Sam, because both of them kind of died in that movie, and they were both brought back. So mm-hmm. that's that's what happens when you when you let Michael Bay write scripts. You know what else happens when you when you let a when you let a director who thinks they've <laughs> got the who thinks they've got the winning key write a script wonder woman 1984 atrocious the first one so good i'm never gonna that's a hill i'm always gonna die on right there you see one of the hashtags i put on <clears throat> when i patty jenkins next movie when i posted a story about it one of the hashtags was it's probably better she didn't write this no one commented on that thank you <laughs> i just i get really passionate about this i mean if you want to if you mean we can debate this further one day but I get really passionate about this. All right, where we're so okay. Transformers: War for Cybertron Trilogy Kingdom. We're all excited for this. It looks like it's better than five of the six other Transformers movies. So excited! Sure. I think we can all be in agreement on that one. Let's talk about Loki episode four and episode five. Roger, why don't you tell us what do you think about Loki so far? Uh, Loki rules. <laughs> I got to be honest. I am loving. Well, first of all, who doesn't love Loki Alligator? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do love how they completely reference him multiple times. Like, how are we sure he's Loki? He's like, he's got, he's green. <laughs> he's, he's green. And he's he's wearing the headpiece. So yeah. of course, he's green. Then he just continually bites people's hands off. <laughs> I just that's that's one of my favorite parts about this Loki Alligator. Like that's very clever. It, and it, well, hold on. I have a question. Is that an underhanded comment to um? To the alligator and Peter Pan, because it bites Hook's hand off, right? Well, I have no idea why. Uh, that I mean, I it's, it's, I don't it's, know. it's owned by Disney now, so I mean, it's it could always, be. Peter Pan always has been owned by Disney. No, I I meant Loki. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it is under the Disney umbrella, sure, sure. I know it's I don't, it's, I don't it's just something that popped in my head when I was watching. I don't think that was a reference to Peter Pan. I think it may have been a reference to Disney. And crocodile and always biting off hands, maybe. I maybe. mean, that could, that could be it, but it's not a reference to Peter Pan. If that's what you mean. At least I don't think that'd be that'd be one of the most obscure references in the history of anything. I got you. I'm really digging where they're going with the what's the character's name? Sylvia, Sylvie, mm-hmm. Sylvie. So I'm really, really digging where they're going with her and Loki. Um, I I think that Loki is uh, is I mean, it's a good thing for the Marvel franchise. In my opinion, it's some of the best. Serial, serialized TV I've seen in a long time. It's good, man. It's, it's very good. good. And I think a lot of that is in part due... I think Tom Hiddleston is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you can't undercut him ever. He is absolutely incredible. I mean, let's not... He was in Spielberg's big Warhorse epic, too, that, I mean, Spielberg doesn't choose nobodies to be in his film. Dude. He chooses people with talent. So, that's... I mean, I'm loving where they're going with this. Um, what do you guys think about Owen Wilson still? I mean... I think his character's great. Yeah, I do Honestly. Too. 
I'm, if, I'm, I'm really anxious to see, like, seeing where the this last episode ended to see where it's going next. It's like if if you're up to date with Loki, everything has gone completely off the rails. Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna spoil anything further, but everyone is kind of doing their own thing, and you know, alliances have been kind of tested, and loyalties are now in, in question. But when, when Loki's involved, it's always off the rails. That's how yeah. it goes. I love it when he's when they first take him away to like young Loki, old Loki, alligator Loki. And he's like, wait a minute, who are you people? What am I doing? And why is there an alligator in front of me wearing horns? <laughs> I, I, love when they, I love when they're talking to young Loki and they're like, what was your variant? What was your timeline nexus event? He's like, I killed Thor. And I'm like, whoa. But they, <laughs> but they just, you know what's funny is they just gloss it. Like he says that and then. And Nobody then says anything else. That's my point is the, the, the attention immediately gets pulled to the other side of the screen. I think, I mean, that's got to be intentional. We have, Of course, if you're watching Loki, you're not. No one that's unfamiliar with the MCU is like, oh, that show looks fun. I'll watch that. Like everyone knows who Loki is and what he's doing. So I mean, that underhand comment was done for for a reason. How about when he's trying to explain to him about Sylvie? They're like, have you ever met a woman variant of a Loki? And they're like, no, that'd be awful. <laughs> I'm like, no, never. <laughs> so apparently, so I was wrong about. I thought they were setting it up to be his sister in a, in a different timeline, but oh no, it's gonna be his lady. I saw that. So they, she was super Loki kids. So she was taken from. So now, oh, the, I, I think the big takeaway from these episodes is everyone at the, at the TV. At least, wait, no. Um, oh, Wilson's character at least knows that he was. He's a variant, also, or he was taken oh, yeah, from well, the timeline. They, yeah, Sorry. they showed him. So I mean, I things all have he been wants revealed. to do is go ride his jet ski. <laughs> so things have been revealed. The you know the. What are they called? The the timekeepers have been confronted. Um, there's a lot of information revealed in these two episodes. These are some heavy episodes. So I'm excited to see where they go next. Although the next one probably by definition won't be so heavy because the last two will be, or at least the last one. If we're at five now and they're doing eight, that means we have two before the finale. So yeah, I don't I don't know what'll happen like now going forward with these episodes because each one of them's had like big pieces of the puzzle. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually surprised that we saw Sif and there was no there was no acknowledgement of anything else besides the loop of Sif angry at punching Loki him in the nuts in the in the face and the nuts over and over again. Um, I'm surprised there was no recognition of anything there. They had a moment to do a, a you know one of those great moments I love those heartfelt you know what happened. You know, moments, and they didn't, and I'm I'm wondering as to why, because there is there is an obvious, I mean that someone had to known how that could have gone, and then didn't. Does that sound weird to you guys? No. Hmm. Chris, what what about you? You're I think a little more into the lore than the rest of us. Well, I'm I think at this point I'm you guys are just as caught up as me, and like what's going on in the TV show wise, but more of what the same of of what you know Roger said. It I think that. We have so much big stuff happening in the last two episodes, but there's nothing saying that we won't get two more big episodes out of this. You know, maybe one softer episode, but I, I mean, think... just think we may never get Loki again. So... That's true. Yeah, so they may just go oh, big on he's all of gonna these. Be back. He's gonna be back. Series wide. Well, no, 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 listen, no, listen. I 100% believe Loki is going to continue in Marvel. You may never get Loki on TV show again, ever. Well, I'm actually okay with what they're doing. I hope they don't do season twos and threes of these shows. 
only because I just don't think we need them. Well, it depends on what they do. Like, you wouldn't have thought that we needed any of these shows until you watched them, and you're like, holy shit, these are actually really good. Well, see, I wouldn't mind if... I kind of wish they'd do it with the... They, they would treat the seasons like they were films, like, go, like, after the next phase, then bring back Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier, just so we can see, you know, if they're still alive at the end of the next phase, which, who knows, they may or may not be. Then we, I mean, like, I would, I wouldn't mind revisiting them for another five or six episodes. We don't need a whole season; we just need to get caught up with the characters and what they're doing to bridge the gap. It's all we need, because the movies do a pretty good job of, you know, telling the story without any help. Unless you guys just disagree with that last part. I'm not sure I agree with that last part, but I said it. So I, I it. <laughs> all right, then. All right. <laughs> Wait. So you guys have no comment on bringing back a season two of one of these shows three years later. I mean, it depends. Who knows? I mean, listen, I trust them to do whatever they're doing. Yeah. I mean, the, the Marvel Disney train, you know, they're, they're controlling on where their stops are. You know, they decide what they're doing on all of this so far. You know, we've, we've all said this, they have, they've yet to, pr- to be proven wrong on their own decision-making so far. So okay, fair, them, fair, let, fair, let fair them, enough. Let fair them enough. do their thing. It's expected that we won't get season two of WandaVision, right? Because that that's kind of played itself out. You know, Falcon Winter Soldier, they could do more with that. Loki, we don't we we don't know where this is ending yet. They could do a season two down the road, or they could just this could be the last thing we get. It might be this huge event, you know, for for Disney slash Marvel on this capacity, and then it leads into you know. And a movie announcement later on based off of this, which if people didn't get Disney Plus before, they'll hear how good it is and how the movie's linked to it. And they'll go get it then and it'll still sell some Disney Plus subscriptions. But Marvel's driving this thing. They haven't done wrong yet. They've earned that. So we'll see where this ends up in a couple episodes. So far, it's been great. And I think that this will be I don't I don't think we'll get more Loki in this format. I think they're going to go big with it. I would agree with that. Um, we'll see. I mean, again, it's all just you know. We'll see. We got. We're not that far. I mean, Black Widow. We're talking about that one next weekend. Yep. We're not that far from the Eternals. Uh, we're not that far from the Spider-Man movie. So, like, I mean, we're 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 right at the edge of like the next you know phase of film. So, I'm excited. I'm you know I'm I'm kind of always kind of a lukewarm tepid believer in the Marvel, but as of right now, I'm very excited because I'm loving Loki. I cannot wait for the next episode every time it one one ends. So. That's got to say a lot coming from me, I think, because I'm never really the hugest fan of, of uh, the Marvel stuff. But let's talk about... You're very important. I mean, <laughs> of the three of us here, I'm the one that cares the least about the MCU stuff. So I'm just saying of us three, I'm the one that I think that's kind of a, a kind of a cleaner reaction from. Because I it, sounds, it, it sounds like Loki's making you a believer, though, which is good. Well, they've made the right decisions so far. I mean, they've, the story... What, what I mean by that is I'm not like everything I think is right is right. I'm saying... They haven't done anything super ridiculous, and they're—I mean—they're—they're—they're they're, they're using the characters to go in a direction that, that actually makes sense in the universe. So, I mean, I'm happy with that. I'll end with that, gentlemen. We are here to talk about some movies this evening, so let's talk about. Let's start with Boss Baby first. Let's get the Boss Baby discussion underway. What do you guys think? Uh, I want to go first. Well, so. Let me get the particulars. So, Boss Baby came out this past weekend on. It came out the 4th of July weekend on Peacock and theatrically. It's streaming. And the, the director, Tom McGrath, and the cast of Alec Baldwin as Ted, James Marsden as the Tim, they're the brothers, Amy Sedaris as Tina, 
Adrian Greenblatt as Tabitha, Jeff, Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Armstrong, Eva Longoria as Carol, James McGrath as Wizzy. We all love Wizzy. Jimmy Kimmel as Grandpa, Lisa Kudrow as Grandma, and Raphael Alejandro Nathan. Roger, take it away. Uh, so first off, I want to premise with until very recently, like when I watched Boss Baby 2, I've never watched a Boss Baby film. Um, I don't want to be overly mean to it, but listen, this movie is not for me. <laughs> um, so... Like, I have a general idea of what the original Boss movie was about. And Chris and Grayson love this, love the first movie. So I was like, all right, let's see what this is about. I despise this movie. <laughs> um, like, there is this movie and, you know, well, they're going to talk about a little bit more in depth. I'm just going to chime in with uh, my, my side of it. There is so much happening in this movie at any given time. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Now, listen, obviously, it's an animated movie built for kids that in you know, makes people, you know, the first movie is a baby running corporation. In this movie, they make people go back to being babies and, you know, train to run corporations and things like that. So you have to suspend some belief. Not so much where I have no idea what is happening. So <laughs> it's, there's a lot going on here. The pacing, the, the pacing of this movie is pretty much when it starts, it doesn't stop. It's hectic. It absolutely is. It goes very, I mean, but like neither Mitchell's and the Machines was a lot like that too. Yeah, but, but Mitchell's and the Machines was on, was on a was on at least a decent rail. I I feel it's and a lot better movie too. It overall. is. It is. I, I I absolutely agree with that. But this movie is sporadic, and that's that, that's being kind to it. Mm. But but it's that's pretty. A good word for it. That's a good word for it. It's pretty though. I, the animation looks good, just like the first one did. But yeah, uh, I agree with you. It, I mean, it looks right. but it looks pretty. But this is also, I mean, DreamWorks doesn't put money into. I mean, I, I say that, but like we, we we just had Spirit, but Spirit also looked gorgeous. It did. That's true. And they Spirit is referenced in, although I, th- I think it's Spirit from two thousand two. It is. It is. It's a two thousand two movie. movie too, my so. my wife actually pointed that out while we were watching. Yeah. So all right. So Roger, what? So you. So this is your first Boss Baby movie, and you were not particularly. This will afraid. probably be my last Boss <laughs> Baby. Well, well, well. Go, go into that decision knowing that the first one was far superior to this one. I I, I can say that. Fully, honestly, because I did, I really enjoy the first one. And don't get me wrong, the first one's super, you know, suspend your disbelief movie as well. Like it's, it is, it's not as crazy as this one. It's not as in your face as this one, but it's all there still. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. But this one is the pedals to the floor, man. DreamWorks didn't pull any any punches with this. They went all in on crazy baby running the world crap and just dumped it all onto the screen as much and as often as they could now, you know, as i see it, it's it's interesting you, you bring that up and i want to i want to kind of get get back there in a second but rogers anything else you want to say before chris and i kind of dive into it mm, no okay well <laughs> I, I just mean by that by i mean so, I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with what i think is relevant but like this, you guys can go right ahead and drive here just have well, so that's that, that was sort of my plan from the get-go and i have some questions for you as this being your first and last Boss Baby movie. <laughs> so, Chris, so yeah. they, 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 they recap the first Boss Baby movie in this movie at least two times, if mm-hmm. not more. Because yeah. they lost their memory after the whole incident. You know, Baby, baby Core wiped their memory. Yes. But, you know, one of them did get wiped. But that's all part of the fun and games of, you know. And then so they were young kids in the first movie. In this movie, they are older, you know. Adults, you know, full lives adults. and everything. 
Um, he has his, he, I say he, um, not Ted is the older, older brother is successful Tim by James Mar- Marsden. He has his own family, but instead of it being two brothers, he has two daughters. Mm-hmm. And of course the older one being the same as Tim was when he was younger and the not, no, not understanding that the younger one is very articulate, can talk yeah. part of yeah. baby corp, getting phone yep. calls on a, on a phone. That's not really a phone. Um, I'm, I'm smiling when I'm saying this because it's all tongue in cheek, but to me it just works. Now, Roger, for you it didn't work, but for me it it, it just it, it worked. You know, it hit all those, it hit the buttons that I wanted the Boss Baby movie to hit for me. It 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 hit where it needed to for me as well. But I had my problems with this one mainly because of how how far off in a way they went with just making this movie happen. That's exactly what happened. They wrote this movie to make it happen the way that they wanted it to and they didn't give much thought into anything else which that's that's the route they want to go fine good for them but even like the underlining story of why tina's actually there kind of uh, i had a few eye rolling moments that was one of them and it happens a few times in this movie where i didn't really have that in the first movie and maybe it's just because that was the first experience so i wasn't you know i had no expectations and i had expectations in this one but maybe they knew that too, and that's why they just made this thing so over the damn top because they knew they had a weak story, so they just blew the thing up in your just face. Just made it crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they they just you know they pulled the pin on two hand grenades and just threw them to a dryer and watched <laughs> what happened. That's a good way to put it. Although now, Chris, you did you watch this with your kids or no? I did watch this with my kids. Yes. So I, I think that matters because la- I think laughter is infectious, and I so I saw it in the theater with. You know, I, so I actually took one of my friends from from work, uh, our payroll clerk. I you know brought him along just you know to get out of the office and do something fun. And there was a ton of families by a ton. I mean, like there was like probably ten or twelve families behind us, all with kids, multiple kids. And you know, when the first time Wizzy was on screen, I heard them say Wizzy, like they yep. were excited to see oh, Wizzy yeah. again, yep. and they were laughing and enjoying it and having a good time. And that is what, and their laughter kind of made it infectious for me. Yeah, when now, if I'd watched the theater was just me and by myself and no one else in there laughing, I probably wouldn't have laughed as much. But I ended up laughing a whole lot, and once or twice I barely laughed to the you point know, where like I had to stop and like catch my breath. This movie has decent comedy, and a lot, of, and some of it's some of it is more is smarter comedy, just like because the jokes landing for an older crowd. But a lot of this is just in your face, you know, just slapstick comedy which it, it does work it has its moments i laughed I, just like you i had a few belly laughs at this one I, it it has its moments and there and what I, what I loved one of the most things i loved about this was it does have it references several by i mean several i mean like a dozen dreamworks movies my yeah. personal my personal favorite being the gladiator reference <laughs> but i mean it's just i just i love it um i just think that's very tongue-in-cheek if it's a parent if it's a sorry, paramount if it's a dreamworks movie i think shrek was referenced although sometimes they talk so fast it's really hard to hear what they yeah. say. and i'm not watching it at home where i can just stop it and go back and look, mm-hmm. the, look at the what do you, the the subtitles but yeah there were so many movies referenced here now I, I I'm a big fan of referencing you know lineage. Yeah, I mean, and Easter eggs are always are always fun to to catch or to find and things like that too. So it it, it wasn't a bad idea for them to include that kind of stuff in here. The Ninja Babies were hilarious. I thought the first scene where they come in. Well, yeah, and, he, and I th- I think that's when they referenced Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Was well, like, when, when when she put the sword in the yeah. 
I think that was a Kill Bill reference. I'm not sure. It could have been. Well, he, I, I mean, he goes to take a picture of him or whatever, and, and they cut they, the phone in half. They cut the phone in half, and the reaction on the reaction from him is hilarious, but also just the idea of how how stupidly insane that that is. Just <laughs> it, it, it made me laugh. So well, of course, and like they're running through hallways in 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 a building that is otherwise kind of small. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where are these massive? tunnel hallways that look like they're part of the Taj Mahal, That's but they're, they're in this tiny... Well, when you have space. little tiny legs, hallways <laughs> are much bigger. It's true. But I mean, I just found that stuff like tongue-in-cheek funny. Now, here's my question because I actually counted on the fact, Roger, that you weren't going to have as good a time in this as, as Chris and I did. Good. So, huh. I know that you know movies are subjective and I would I would argue that there's not as much subjectivity as, as a lot of people do, but is one of us seeing this movie from a different light or are we both seeing it the same? Just it's, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're seeing the same movie, receiving it two, two different ways. How is that? Uh, so uh, I would like to interject really quick on that one. I think the surprising person to enjoy this movie here is you, to be honest. I, I love the first one. I well, love I, and I get one. that, but even so, I mean, even like in the first one, you know, you don't, you don't have kids. You don't have to watch a movie like this. And it's almost like the, 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 the child rearing comedy in this movie parents actually can relate to that and that's why some of the jokes land so well with parents in 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 the boss baby movies whereas you have no reference for that so it's interesting that you enjoy the movie as much as the movies as much as you do compared well, to I mean, like to like grayson who his kid doesn't really in, uh, not grayson roger his kid doesn't really enjoy him very much no so, no really so he's not invested in that way at all. So, you know, he can come in with his cynical ass self and just be like, nah, this movie's trash. And we're like, my kids really dig these movies. So it, uh, it uplifts my experience and, you know, the jokes land with me and I, I, I enjoy it in that sense. You're kind of the wild card in this one, in my opinion, Grayson, well, which isn't like, a bad thing. Well, I can, but I, I understand on uh, to for a counterpoint on your point, I can, I can still acknowledge and laugh at, at, at comedy aimed at, Sometimes how difficult it is to raise kids, you know, because I don't have them doesn't mean I, I I don't understand that it's I don't understand a joke towards or geared at parents about raising kids. I, I still get the joke. I just yeah, I yeah. might not get some of the the intricacies of that joke because I don't have a kid that you know pees and poops and, and shoves things off counters. I don't have that reference, of course. You don't have a cat? <laughs> no, I mean I, I do, but oh. you know you know what I'm saying. Some of the some of the more ass nine things kids do, I don't have any reference for because you're right. I don't live with them day in and day like like you guys do. Um, I thought I thought the glue stuff was hilarious. Kind of like you guys ever get those old toys, those old like sticky hands where you oh, throw yeah. them at the wall and they kind of just like they like they fall down and just like 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 reattach all the collect. way down. Yeah, and then they, when they hit the ground, they collect every all the fur dust. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's ever well, been in your house. Well, yeah, but like when the babies use glue to get around, like I thought that's all I pictured. And it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was he, kind of funny. Yeah, when he hit the carpet, he he had a beard because yeah, yep. the, yeah, yeah, when he yeah, thought that was pretty clever too. Um, so I mean, I guess my question is. For, for for lack of asking in a better way, am, am am I the one that's maybe has a skewed view of this movie when I thought it may have been you at first? Am I the one that maybe had a skewed view? I don't think. I think that it's. I think that if you enjoy the movie, enjoy the movie. Well, but you like, know. but the same thing with we talk about in you know Fast Nine about how it just it's just fucking ridiculous. And this movie's no is is no different. It's just this is animated and it is all about family. 
family. But point is, you know, they don't go into space in this movie. But I mean, yeah, they 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 do revert to they they do age their bodies back twenty five years. They almost I mean, do go to space in the first one. Yeah, but that, just it's, just as, it's just as ridiculous. Is, is my point? Though. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just in a fast movie. Family, family, Toretto. We're looking for some kind of grounded reality. When in this one, I'm okay with just complete ass nine off the rails. Oh yeah. So why is that? I mean, Mitchell's versus the machines was the same thing. I mean, but True. that was a much tighter story being told than Boss Baby Family Business. Yeah, F- Boss Baby Family Business gets no awards for a cohesive, well-written story. Zero, none. As as, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm, su- I'm I'm surprised that they, I'm surprised that they added so much of. I'm surprised that they just didn't stop with the story like halfway. Like, okay, now we have a story. Now let's flush it out. Like they went like, okay, now they got to do this. And then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. And so I wonder at what point were they like, okay, this might be too much. <laughs> this this is too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, from the final product, I'm assuming never. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's even with the stuff with Wizzy. Like he's talking to a toy that shouldn't talk, but it's yes. not a dream sequence. No, you know, so I mean, no, he's that? just like I did some shrooms, and this is what <laughs> I finally got to sneak off to my man cave and you know be alone and do some psychedelics, and this goddamn wizard's back here. <laughs> Wizzy, uh, I mean, I, 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 I past this in the third I, I boss baby movie. That. In the third boss baby movie, we find out it's all been just some, some weird mushroom fever dream he's had his entire life. Maybe he's, he's just like some psych ward. Year old kid tripping for the first time. Well, yeah. So are are, are are we are are we just to to attribute? him talking to his toys that he's to the overactive imagination that they acknowledge in this movie? No, I, I think the toy talks. I think it okay, talks okay. to him. That's, you know that's what fair. I mean? I'm, you know, <laughs> that's a little weird to me. Like it makes it a little weirder than that, but I mean, still I'm, I'm okay with it. I totally accept it. Yeah. But, I mean, this movie is what it is. Yeah. The and baby we- core stuff. Grayson's like, I can get into magic talking wizard toy. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the fence about that point. Yeah. That's too much. Well, I was waiting for a dream sequence or for something to wake him up. Or I was like, does he? I mean, how much of this can we really discount if we don't discount that? And that's my, that's my point. So if you're on board for that, you kind of have to be on board for everything. He got so, a new arm, is, bro. What I, what I am. He did. He, he did lose an arm. He was pretty salty about that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was. was. <laughs> but the arm he got back was, let's let's be honest, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. And he had a weird and awesome sword. Yep. Come on now. You love, you love how Wizzy and He-Man or Skeleton, what, Skeletor? Skeletor. In the end, we're taking selfies. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Skeletor? Is that is that who that was? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know who that character was. I'm guessing yeah. it was a He-Man toy, but yeah. Perhaps I'm wrong because that, no, that would make sense good. going going back to their childhood and you know mm-hmm. early. Um, Chris, what else? Tell me something else about this movie you love. Uh, I think the sleeper character that is number one is absolutely the steed. So. <laughs> Precious <laughs> stallion. Yep. Precious his noble steed. Yep, hilarious. I, I think that's uh, you can't overlook that. It's it's absolutely amazing. They did a, they did an awesome chase scene, which was, which I think had the best animation out of the whole movie, besides the 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 imagination sequences. Just a fireball rolling down the street, which is completely unbelievable unless you're in the fast universe. So I guess this could exist somewhere. So that's, I, that's, what, I that's the same that. chase scene where, where they were in a giant coffee cup. You know, yes, cur- yes. down the road. Yes. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Here. I, had a, I laughed a few times in that sequence, so that was good. I enjoyed it. And that school is creepy as hell. Oh, yeah, super creepy. How do, oh. how do the adults, like, not get that? Like, oh, hold on, hold on. Max. I have a question. Is the It movies, are those DreamWorks? 
You know they may be. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think they are, but but that that creepy little girl is definitely a, is definitely a Pennywise uh, like meme. Is what well, that aren't is. all creepy clown related memes get memes anymore? Well, I guess, but I mean, it, I mean that is directly that that is absolutely a Pennywise reference. I don't think that was a Pennywise reference at all. It I absolutely couldn't, is. I, I couldn't get. Well, you 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 may be right, and although now you're telling me, I still don't get the Pennywise reference, but. I couldn't. That was one of the few things that, like, they were obviously throwing at you again and again. It is not know. a DreamWorks. It is not okay. okay. So that that wouldn't be a Pennywise reference. But I, I don't know what re- I don't be. know. I don't know what reference that was supposed to be. That little, the creepy ass little girl who kept disappearing. I have no yeah. idea what she was supposed to be. Like what they were Pennywise. I mean, sure, if that's what you think, but I don't. I just. I even. How do you rationalize Pennywise? Because uh, just for, uh, the line delivery talked the same as that way Pennywise does in the movies. Hey, Georgie. Yes. Kind of... Yeah. She talks okay, just like fair. that. And then um, says something like uh, Pennywise claims to like the like, like items the kids have. And she, you know, I like your horse or whatever she said. I like your sweater or I like your jacket. She said that too. Roger, do you, even now as Chris is kind of giving us why he thinks it's Pennywise, do you, would you say, would you be okay with that if that was? I mean, like... uh, I'll be brutally honest. Even if it's not, I put zero thought into that. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you're, you're talking about something that happens, like, what, three times in the movie? With creepy I, well, three kid. or four times, yeah, yeah. but, I mean, yeah. look, we, you know. We, it's not overly relevant. <laughs> I mean, sure. That's just something that I just was like, man, what? I'm banging my head against the wall trying to figure out what that was. And I, I don't do any research until after we do our show. I don't want to, like, I don't want any outside information to be, like, in my discussion so i'm sure i'll when i read it'll be oh that's who that was supposed to be and like it'll be super obvious but although it could have been pennywise but i don't but pennywise didn't seem like a, a dreamworks movie so that's all right um there was some cleverness here but i think this movie suffers from the fact that i think the, the first boss baby wasn't as aimed at children as this one was um that might be fair. I just I I don't think it's more or less of aiming it more towards children or less towards children. I just think they, I think they knew what their movie script was and they just put the pedal to the floor on making this thing as crazy as hell as, as crazy as they could. Well, I think you, I think that's all that happened here. Well, you've got to think if you're gonna do a second Boss Baby. So the I mean, when you're looking at you know feedback from the Boss Baby and you're and you're you're sitting around the writers' room. You know, of course, you want to capitalize on what people liked or what you know reviewers said. You know, was great. And of course, you want to capitalize on that, and you want to get them in there again. But so this one, where they just like whatever, yeah, you, you pedal to the pedal to the floor, go. Yep, I think they got the, I think they got their cast back, and they said, "Well, first one made money. We got to make another one of these." And they couldn't think of any good ideas, so they just threw all the craziness into one big ball of a script and. Made it happen on screen, but I wouldn't have thought there'd be a second because, like, Boss Baby didn't exactly scream sequel. It didn't. You're right, but it made money, so why not? You're right. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. Just deep into the lore, baby. All right, so Chris, let's 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 move to let's move to score this bad boy then. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Um, I'm gonna go first. Um, I I laughed so hard in this movie. Uh, I love the characters. I I I have a great time in this universe. I'm still just giving it a four. Okay. (laughs) And I and and to and to be honest, and just. The, the 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 person I saw this with, as soon as we were done, I looked at him and I said, "That's a three and a half." So I'm <laughs> I'm giving it the extra half a point because mm-hmm. I had such a good time with it, and I think that has to matter. 
yeah. somewhere in the scoring system. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this movie's a hard five for me. It's just good enough as a boss baby movie, as a boss baby sequel, that if you like the first one, your kids like the first one, you're going to like this movie for one reason or another. It's 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 just more of what you got in the first one, but crazier and you know, it more flash on the screen. It's fine enough. It's not as good as the first one. It lost a little it lost a lot in the story and it lost a little in the delivery, but it's still it's still funny at times. It's still cool to watch, you know, with some stuff that happens on screen and it's still clever at times. It's a five. Okay. So I, I think that's, you know, we're not two, we're, not, we're just one, no. we're just one point off. So I don't think that's. What about two. you, Roger? What do you score this thing? So, uh, this yeah, movie, I forgot Roger's going to score. <laughs> this movie is, uh, like the definition of a three for me. Okay. Obviously, um, I didn't really, uh, get it for the most part, but I can see why people like this. You know, like I said, though, I'm not ever going to be the guy that goes back and be like, well, you know, after I, I watch this second movie, I should go watch the first one to see if I'll pick up any better references. I don't care. Um, I watched this movie in lieu of taking a nap. I wish I had taken my nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd have been, I'd have been pretty, pretty upset had you done that, but still, yeah, um, but I could have had a nap and it would have been way better than the three. Maybe, but that nap okay. would have been at least a six, bro. Roger, I, I, I do have a question for you. So we've over the past year we've talked about a lot of kids' movies, and mm-hmm. your daughter hasn't been in any of them that I can remember. What, no, what, what kind of kids' movies does your daughter really get into? She doesn't care about movies period most of the time oh, really okay yeah m- listen uh if you actually get a kid that's like you know 10 years old or younger to sit down and watch a full length movie on one straight pass through that's an incredible thing period so even if my kid was real into it this would have been like we stopped and went back to it and then finished it later sort of thing would have happened for sure <laughs> okay okay so and chris your daughters if their excitement, if you had to somehow put that into a number, what, what would you say they would give it? Uh, my daughter loved this movie because she loves the first one so much. She would she would have said this is her her favorite movie of the week because it, it absolutely is. She's watched it more than twice. You take her to see The Purge and she's going to like... <laughs> no, I'll take my three-year-old to see The Purge because she'll actually appreciate that movie a little bit. Oh my goodness. All right, talking. Speaking of the purge, that's a nice little segue into. Yeah, the segue. Yeah, this is my kid's favorite movie of the week. Jesus, what else did you watch with her? <laughs> all right, <laughs> going to the purge. All yeah. right, going the complete opposite end of the PG to the rated R spectrum. Yeesh. The Forever Purge came out last week, and uh, directed by. Ev- I'm gonna batch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not pronounce his name correctly. And I'm sorry, Evervardo Gout, um, and the cast. Um, Anna Deliguaria, she's Adela, Josh Lucas, Dylan Tucker, Cassidy Freeman as Cassidy, Veronica Falcon as Lydia, uh, Will Patton, who I loved, though he didn't really have much of a screen time, as Mr. Tucker, Susie Abramay is Mrs. Hardin, and Roger, tell us what The Forever Purge is about. I mean, this is the, what, the fourth entry into the Purge franchise now? I think this is uh, the fifth, but it yeah. takes place after election year in the timeline. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, so this is the first purge after the purge is reestablished um, in their little timeline. Uh, this movie is almost as political as the purge election year movie. Right. Um, which is really impressive, actually, <laughs> um, how they managed to work all the stuff in. And it actually feels pretty relevant to how things, you know, have been recently in our country, um, which is oddly terrifying but 
I mean, this movie at its core is a purge movie, right? Um, and it just, they call it the forever purge because once the purge starts, the things go off and then they never stop purging and everything kind of goes to hell pretty quickly. So um, the real baseline of the story is, you know, they're in El, like just outside of El Paso, Texas, which for most people you should easily know borders Mexico uh, directly. And so when the purge doesn't stop, Canada and Mexico open up their borders for like what? 12 hours. They say 12 hours. Six. Yeah. And six. No, they open for 12 hours and then, and then they shut six it down hours left. Yeah. Oh, I, th- I was, I would have sworn it was six, but if you whatever. Well. But I mean, so they open, they open the border or whatever. So people can get back across with like free sanctuary. Right. And there's, this is their story of getting across the border. And, I mean, I I haven't shied away. I, I've I've talked about it at length. How I'm not really like a big horror movie or like slasher kind of guy. Like I dig these purge movies though because I think that one they can be extremely relevant, um, and two that like they're smarter than what most people give them credit for for how they handle like the political side of things. Um, so I always uh, been pretty impressed with that. And well, I mean you, this. You- this slides right into a very serviceable purge movie for me. Well, see, you and I were talking about before uh, Chris joined the chat was this movie. I mean, it's it's impossible to talk about Forever Purge without at least acknowledging the fact. Oh no, that listen, it, this is it is besides, politically charged. Besides election year, which is yeah. you know, exactly what you think it is, this is the most political purge movie we've ever had. So oh, yeah. there is definitely a wall referencing the recent in politics, the wall that was being being built. Um, there, you know, all kinds of. You know the shots fired at, at some you know groups of people, and it's just. But what I mean, what I was impressed with is it does a good job, at least a few times, is being extremely one side, and then five minutes later it goes back to extreme the other side. So at least it's somewhat balanced in the way that it kind of dishes out the hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Sure. So it doesn't. It doesn't like go one way all the time, full tilt, which is what I appreciate because, like, I mean. I really don't think that you know a movie that it has one side of an agenda should exist, but I mean that's my personal. That has nothing to do with what Hollywood, you know, does. But I, I'm surprised when certain studios. I mean, I don't mean like by trying to name one, but like studios in general put out a movie that's very one-sided, one way. Somewhat in recent events of whatever hot button political issue is on the table at the time. I'm always surprised at that, only because it does, you you risk a lot when you do that. But that's a different – again, you can't talk about this movie without at least talking about recent political events a little bit. I don't know. The political so. stance they take in this movie, I don't think they're risking anything. It's the most – No, I don't think so either. Yeah, they, they risk well, nothing. I don't think they do until – I mean I think they do until they – until they reel it back in. So people realize later. that, hey, maybe you're just a racist dick and we don't need this? Is that, is well, that what Well, the, the Josh Lucas character, which my question was answered for me, is why is he in this movie? I actually thought he fit really well in this movie. I, think he's, I think he's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no problem with Josh. Like, I was like, why is he doing this? It's not his thing. But he, I thought he did quite well in this movie. Um, as because like, I, Now, the one thing that I want to, you know, Chris, you weren't here for the discussion. Is what he says about when when he's finally when his um, one of the people he works for him finally says, "You just don't like Mexicans." He goes, "No, I got no problem with with any ethnicity on the planet. I just think that we should all live separately, live separately from each other. We should all stick to our own." Oh yeah, that's pretty I mean, much what. Yeah, I mean that is what he says. Yeah. So I mean, like that's kind of, that, that that's an oddly like neutral way to sidestep that comment. Is that's. 
not really neutral at all, though. Uh, it is. I mean, well, it's, it's less racist than he could have been, sure. Well, right, okay, but <laughs> the least racist is what I'm going with here. But um, I So the story is the purge doesn't stop. And, no. you know, people who That's want... word forever. People who want, you know, white America to be a thing are trying to purge those that are... Well, they, they 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 call them brownies in this in this film, which is you know they I mean, say a lot. They say a lot of things. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot, a lot of words. Yeah. Um, so they're they're again, it's like it's it's very politically motivated. But what do you guys think about how this movie handled all of that, and f- and intricately tied in with the story? I feel like when violence and people are being you know, purged on screen or whatever, I think, and you take all the context out, that's when this movie's at its best. I think that I rolled my eyes so hard in this movie that I saw my brain because of how tropey it gets <laughs> well, and how and how overblown the char- all the characterization is. I have a couple of huge questions that I don't think, that I thought was really kind of massive plot holes. And when I, I mean massive, I mean massive. I almost left the movie theater when they were in the back of the, of the sheriff van. I've never hated a movie scene more than I hated that movie scene. Wait, wait, wait. Please tell, tell, tell us why. I mean, I, I you know mean the guy with the big swastika on his face? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, that, listen, that... bold choice. No, yeah. well, I mean, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I know somewhere at one time that guy existed, probably still does somewhere they in, exist r- rural, in rural Virginia. But that just the whole over-the-top way that he was basically basically ejaculating over the gunshots happening outside identifying every single gun just burying the point of you know this guy loves guns and violence it just was so stupid well, i hated that scene they could have done without it is what they i mean if they if they would have cut his dial if they had to cut that character out of the van altogether the story doesn't change you're right which the quote unquote the word your words story are it's a stretch well, I mean, the, the story is, is just a family who is trying to make it to safety. They're trying to get them and theirs to safety, which, I mean, is that okay? Just one question: Am, am I missing something when, when when they when their rig gets blown up and they have to go those last few blocks on foot? They go through which some of that camera work, by the way, very impressive. Um, some had, of those shots were pretty cool. They had one really really good long uh, long shot at night when they're trying to navigate the city around the tank that I thought was really good. Yeah, that's we're probably referencing the same scene. Although, so that those all those armed what looked to be government troops, those were actual like those were the those were the government troops. That was National to, Guard. Yeah, yeah they were National, National Guard. Guard mobilizing to clear out the streets. Yeah, yeah martial, so okay. martial law had been declared. So. Yep. They were their plan was to get somewhere. Their plan was to get to the border and get across to safety. Right, that's their yeah. plan. Yeah. And when they saw the national guard, why didn't they just lay down their guns and say, "Complete, we just want to get, we just want to go across the border. Here's our guns. We don't mean. I mean, why didn't they, I? Don't understand why that. Why the movie continued at that point. Well, because the national guard also put a curfew into effect. You heard them. They, you weren't allowed outside anymore. So if you were if you were found outside, it was kill on sight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was shoot on sight. So. Yeah, just because Mexico and and Canada opened their borders doesn't mean that Americans were just allowed to go there by by you know the National Guard standards. They still put a curfew into effect to keep everyone from purging. Okay, that's that's fair. I mean, that's one of my. Another thing is, I don't think the military ever would have pulled out. 
I don't, I don't know about that. Enough, enough losses and and enough, enough, enough losses, destruction Listen, and bloodshed. The, the military pulls out all the time if the odds aren't in their favor. That's yeah. the actual the bet. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, well, not... and, and I don't think that would have ever happened in in a city in the United States, though. And of course, it would. In this poor, in in this purge universe, man, them angry white racists—they got a lot of firepower and they're really organized. No, that was you, they, were, they were above class two weapons. Yeah, four class four, class four weapons. So you said something, Chris, that I that I also shared was at that point I almost said this is I'm leaving now because I don't think that would have happened, but. Then again, that just could be my complete misunderstanding of how. Whoa, whoa, whoa! The Let, let's not start talking about the suspension of disbelief again. Here, <laughs> we are talking about the fifth purge movie. No, no, no! I understand that, but if there's one thing that I'm like, God, this is so stupid. Is that? Is the? What do you mean that? So you're just as the government, you're just going to let all these innocent people die because you're yes. pulling out? That's exactly what would happen. What the hell? And exactly what, what would happen? They would pull out. They would re, they would re, they would rediscuss what their what their plan of action is, and then redeploy troops after they get reinforcements. Shelter okay. in place, baby. Yep. I'm, okay, so that's just I don't know. I just that's, that's, but, but, listen. That's the most real part of this movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, getting our, we're getting our asses kicked, guys. Pull out. We'll come back. We'll, we'll regroup. So so let's go, let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to the ranch with with Will Patton. Uh, his son and his daughter and his son's wife, his son's pregnant wife. Yeah. So super pregnant wife. Which of course she's pregnant. Yeah, of course she's pregnant. You're right, right. Of course she's pregnant. Um, I'm, surprised she, I'm surprised she didn't have asthma too. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, that scene of he treats his employees very well. Yes. Yeah. He, he gives them, hey, I need you to shelter for tonight. Do nothing. There's a little bit of extra cash. Make sure you and your family are safe. <laughs> order some food. Order enough that you're okay for you know a, a night without being bothered. And then and then those they had. I mean, so I had no in this movie when I watched this movie. It was I watched this movie on Friday night, and I had some people who sided with who I would guess sided with the Forever Purge, mm. the Forever Purgers, and they and they, mm. they they were saying. All kinds of heinous stuff. Oh like, yeah, and what's See, weird is listen. Yeah. Well, hold on, I don't want to interrupt you too bad, but I want to make a point here. Remember what I said about how you should be able to watch every movie at your house if you want to. Yeah, this Shit is like that is why. <laughs> yeah, but they were saying some pretty heinous, like, like I mean, they were just like kill all them and like God. Yes, so but my, my point were. was the beginning. So the not the beginning, but what about like 40, 35, 40 minutes in when the when after the lockdown ends and you know the family comes out of their ranch and then things go bad from there. Did, okay. did, did, how 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 are you guys with how that played out, and then they got off the farm very quickly? Well, so I guess my problem with the whole ranch scene right after the purge, quote unquote, the original purge ends, is that it doesn't make sense to the rest of the movie. No one else is killing rich people. Nobody else is killing rich people. Just well, those well, guys were. Hold on, I don't know if that's accurate, but they don't portray it like they have. So that's that's one of the shifts, right? throughout the entire purge movies a lot of the the earlier purge stuff was like it's the poor against the rich right yeah yeah yeah. like that's that's really heavily especially in the first movie and a Mm -hmm. lot of the second one and this one sets the more tone to more you know along the lines of like it's all racially motivated or seems to be more racially motivated um now i wouldn't say that that doesn't mean there were plenty of places where that they were going after rich folks i don't know if that's entirely fair to say but i also think of where think about this part of the country where this entire 
movie takes place legitimately on the Texas-Mexico border. Mm-hmm. You know, you see a little bit of them doing the rich stuff, but you're also going to have, you would absolutely have more people be like, well, listen, this is all going to be racially motivated. So <laughs> I, I think they just don't show you the bigger picture. Remember, the Forever Purge was happening all over the country. Yep. Like, it just kept going. So it couldn't all have been, we have to get rid of the Mexicans. Like, that couldn't have been the entire point of the Forever Purge, right? Well, I mean, as far as we're, as far as our story taking place yes. in, and was El Paso, Texas, yeah, our story focused yeah. on like a fifty mile swath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, the, the rest of the country would have had. I mean, you'd have had sex, SECT, SECTS of people everywhere in the country that had their own problems dealing with this. Um, but I mean, so do you remember in the end of God, Roger? What about that movie, Us? Where they had that 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 line of people that stretched that one shot that like that's yeah. impossible to impossible to coordinate. I like this. The, the the forever purge is one of those um, that getting people to not only participate in the forever purge but also talk about it and not let certain people know about. There it. are still a lot of people more than you'd like to believe that think the Earth is still flat. No, no, I, okay. True. So I agree I want, with that, but my point is, how do you bro, listen, coordinate I'm this? I'm just telling you, it's not that hard. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on a sec. How do you coordinate this without people, without someone like I need to tell the, I need someone like I need to tell the authorities, I need to tell the military. This is going to be heavy. Like, how do you make that happen? Where the cops are like, no idea. Very political. <laughs> I mean that that involves hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people in the yes. U.S. Which is to me, this it's not possible to coordinate. But for the sake of the story, sometimes it just takes a little bit of a spark to light something on fire. So you're, you're right. You know. You're right. I mean, I guess that you know, fine. Okay, I'll I'll accept that for the the sake of this conversation to this film. So, so that you know, the forever purge is going on everywhere. The entire country is in, is in, embroiled in this. People are killing at will. No one is obeying any laws. Police everywhere are overpowered. You know, it's a not a great place to be for that what two days or whatever day and a half they were involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, how far away do you think we are from something like this in this country? Because this movie, honestly, motivated. this movie is politically motivated. So I'm, I'm just asking the question. I mean, I would love to say it could never happen, but no, no, no. This is, I mean, we are, we are not that far from this as a country. I can't imagine we're that far from it, right? Uh, well, I mean, let's hope. Yeah, of course, let's hope. But so, going back to the beginning of the the ranch, were you guys now tension was building for like twenty minutes from the time they first locked down and he heard noises in in his garage? Because of course, we know what happens in the purge. We've seen the trailers. We know that the purge doesn't end, and there's you know people are going to be killing people. Did you guys have that same tense building of? You know, for like twenty or thirty minutes of you know it's going to happen. It just—I mean, you knew something was wrong, but right. also I also know what kind of movie I'm watching. Like mm-hmm. you just mentioned, so mm-hmm. I didn't overly really think it. If that's what you're asking, I did yeah. though. I was like, tension was very well building for me for like twenty minutes, and I was I was really getting into it. Like, oh, I know it's going to go, and like I was getting nervous. I was visually, I'm sure I was starting to sweat. I was getting nervous. Um, I, was, I was, I was, I was waiting for his wife to be just some closet racist. Cause like, cause like at one point, um, the main, the main girl in this gives her a gun and says, this is for you. 
and I was just waiting for her to shoot to like to shoot one one of the like the people that they've been driving with in the back, like to be like the <laughs> twist of the movie. Oh, that's gonna be a huge twist. But it doesn't happen. So I mean, there's that. There, there's it didn't it didn't take that cheap way out. Like all of its cheap no. ass jump scares. Of course not. Um, it did have one real jump scare though that actually got me because I didn't see it coming. So which, which one? The, uh, the first one. Or her behind the the door. Behind the door. Yeah, yeah. Whenever someone opens the door, you don't just expect someone to be there when when they shut the door, the fridge door, or whatever cabinet door, the gun closet door. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I I, I I expected that. I expected the it gun was cabinet. Loud, it was allowed, you know. But I think you would have brought the guns into the house. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I mean, I guess it was part of his lockdown garage side, but yeah. never want to. I mean, it's I don't. I don't ever want to on. exist. I don't ever want to exist in a, in a world where the purge is a thing. Well, yeah, because because you're, you're you're like. Death two on Purge Night, right? Why am I death like, two? Realistically, I mean, I mean we've I mean, talked about your survivability rate. <laughs> it's very low anyway. I will survive a zombie apocalypse, gentlemen. You are wrong about me not surviving that. We have um, you on film saying you'd probably die. No, I would not. Die <laughs> I hope and pray every night there's zombie apocalypse. Anyway, we're going back to the Purge. I just, I just, that would be, what I, 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 I do. I hope and pray every night the zombie apocalypse happens. Oh um, man. Weird oh man! I, I know. This Weird is the content things. you people come here for. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus. <laughs> so the what? Do they, what do they call themselves? It's on all the blankets and all the. What do they? What do they call themselves? The white supremacists. Their, oh, no, their logo thing with like the skull with like. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. What is, what is that, that looks yeah. like with a nail drawn through it. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Right. But how, Shit. Do, you, how, how do you get all that? How do you get all that? Like. How do you get all that? Their memorabilia made, made. Yeah, without someone like, what is this? And do we need to be concerned about this? Like, well, I mean, that's my point. You get actual white supremacist memorabilia made up every day and sold in this country. Period. Now, so that's true. That's true. I guess that is very true. Remember, never overthink it, folks. <laughs> so, okay, back to the story though. Of, I kind of really dug that scene on the lawn with um, with Will Patton. Because I think his counter argument to what the guy says is actually kind of a brilliant argument. Um, well, yeah. Well, it's also the obvious. It's also the obvious fallacy of like what their mindset is. It's right. actually it's it's actually a good argument to you know in all honesty. And I was kind of upset what happened to him only because he's you know he's the one with the most gravitas in this entire movie. Well, I mean his character is there. That actor is there. He does what he's supposed to do. Yeah, he does exactly what his character was written in that in, in that movie to do. You know, he was a death that you cared about to and to kind of get everything rolling on the right foot for you to be pulled into the rest of this movie. And it actually, it actually brought the the misfit characters together. Yep. Because he was the only thing that brought that group of people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm. That's so I was I was actually surprisingly like really okay and into how that all played out. No, no, this is that 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 whole build up and that scene is the one thing this movie does right. So good on it. I think so. Yeah, it was a really kind of it was an interesting way to get to get everyone into the game real quickly after that. Because again, like 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 Boss Baby, this movie doesn't like stop ever. Once it starts it's going, I don't just... think I don't think a movie like this can though, right? It's, no, it, it's got to go. You're, you're on a time. Well, so on the previous Purge movies, previous, uh, you're always on like a hard Purge time frame, right? Twelve yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this one's a little bit different because obviously they ride out the twelve hour Purge, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, but it is very similar to the other ones where like, hey, there's not really downtime. Like this happens point A to point B to point C. So 
And I'm okay with that because in a, this movie's not overly long, so they have to cover the whole amount of story relatively quickly. And, you know, the one thing with the Purge movies is none of them are overly great, right? But even the bad Purge movies, to me, are still watchable if you're, like, okay with violence. <laughs> well, you said um, something before we started shooting, or before we started recording, you said some things about it. They're very clever in the way they present their their, their themes. and Because yeah, each one has yeah. got its own theme behind it. Like I said, this is the second most political one, and probably the most timely political one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even the election year one, where they explain to you like how this whole party is a uh, is a thing, um, and including the remember the first purge, which is not the first movie, hilariously, um, like the ideas behind it, like whoever writes these stories in their little purge universe, like I understand how they put these pieces together, and it actually their world building for purge is okay, yeah, you know, because. In the world of the Purge, not everybody supports the Purge, right? It's not like, hey, this is some American holiday thing and everybody does it. America's the only country that does it. The world is kind of, like, baffled by it. And, like, half the population, again, like, very politically, does not support any of it. So, Well, that's, um, what, I, that's what I thought was kind of interesting because in the end they were, like, when, when as you're seeing the cameras zoom out in the world and you're seeing the, the fires that are burning in the U.S. and you're seeing what's chaos this is you know you you hear the guys that are narrating that saying you know ordinary citizens are picking up arms and fighting back against the forever purgers yeah well that's if you listen to like a news broadcast like gangs of like organized civilians were like taking back their streets so which i oddly found like it's a very interesting way to end the movie so you're ending it with not everyone supports it and this has got to be stopped and, and thinking about it is the reason for my how far away are we from this purge, from this actually happening is I, I was thinking about it because the whole time this movie was happening, I never once thought to myself, yeah, this, this is never going to happen. Like, in this, <laughs> you in didn't this, see it for like boss baby, like this isn't impossible here. Yeah, but I was like, I, I never once, and I made a note of that after I was done, like holy shit, like I never, the world that they presented is, is you know, that El Paso, or were, they were in what Rio Grande or El Paso, one of those. Te- yeah, they're in Southern Texas. Southern yeah. Texas. I, I, I never once thought this could never happen. Like I was the reason that I you realized were convinced we're only a couple of years away from this. Well, act the reason happening. I brought that up is because, and when I, when, I, when I talked about the tension building, the reason that I got so I started to sweat. I could, I mean, I, I could feel sweat coming out of my hair. Like it was just, I was getting very You're nervous. disgusting. Only because, like, <laughs> only because, like my brain never disconnected the fact that it wasn't real because like, I mean, I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived in some of these parts that are kind of like on the political fence all the time. And it's to me, this, we're not, we aren't some of the, some of the country is like right there. I mean, we're not too far from it. So I never was able, my brain didn't separate the fact that this is a fictional movie made up. You know, it's a lot of people come together to make a movie, but like my brain didn't discern that. So that's my point in bringing that up is the fact that like they did this – I thought they built at least this world so well that so close to what the US is right now that it was like – to me, it was like a thing that could happen any day now. So is that is that kind of a weird way to say that? Yes. Why is that weird? Don't ask me if it was weird and then get my answer <laughs> and then immediately <laughs> – I'm just saying like it just – it to me, it's like one of those things that I never – it just never came to me that it's pure fiction. Like after the movie, it was like, oh, yeah, it's pure fiction. But during it, I was in it, man. Like that was 
when I when I'm watching a Quiet Place Part Two, I'm always aware it's fiction. I'm always aware it's this is a fictionalized version of aliens coming to Earth and we're dealing with it. But to me, this is like this could happen. You know, I mean, we've, we've, there there have been and in the past, you know, fifty years, you know, there have been riots in certain cities and like. I mean, it it has happened before, is what I'm saying. Just not on the level of the purge, you know. So, I mean, the whole thing is is the purge as is what it is. Um, it's not too far outside of the realm of reality where you're like this could never happen, which is great storytelling and completely terrifying at the same time. Yeah, that's my point. Terrifying indeed. What is, is there? Is there things you guys really loved about? You thought this movie did really well. Nah. Mm, no. Chris, what about what about you? No. You, you really you said you liked the the the, the ranch scene. Just just that one ranch scene because of of uh, I can't remember that 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 gentleman's name, but he he did a very good job in that in his in his death scene. It's very well done. That's okay, about it. Good. What about the ending? So I totally expected the ending to go a different way. I'll be honest. I definitely expected, and this I guess is a spoiler in a weird way. I definitely expected Josh Lucas to be dead by the end of this movie. No. Wow, spoiler. I 100% expected it. They were making it out. Come on, man. You think what? I mean, I feel like if this movie was written in a different time, he definitely would have died. Maybe. But and he, it's not no. for the reason. I just, you know, it's just they, they set it up early. And I'm no, no. The, the old almost racist needs to make it out so he can talk to all the almost racist people and convince them. It's fine. Convince <laughs> them that, hey, maybe we should be slightly less racist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that's... That's were you, in a nutshell. Were you surprised by any, <laughs> Were you surprised by any by any death? You shouldn't laugh at that at all. <laughs> were you, were you um, guys surprised at any any story any any story points or deaths? I was surprised by lack of death. To be honest, I thought we would actually be yeah more in the core group characters. of people. Um, yeah. So I thought they would make a little more stakes, but then you can't have the 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 narrative ending that they wanted this to be, which would be that the people coming together triumph. So. I love when they're talking to the one guy who's like legitimately Native American, and Josh the, Lucas is like the traveled lands leader guy. Yeah, he that dude rules. By the way, yeah, he, he's like Josh is Dylan's like this isn't your fight. He's like this has been my fight for five hundred years. <laughs> like I thought that was a great way to come come back from that line. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm just surprised that is it really that is it really they're like you know remember when they showed they were crossing over to Mexico and there was just like a thing in the ground that was like. Yeah. The United States. Is that really what it is? Just those things just buried? In Depending the on where you're at, yeah, probably. There's that's a bunch fair. of those in Canada. That's pretty cool. I, I actually never knew that was a thing, but that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, our, our northern border isn't nearly as covered as our southern border. True. Um, there are lots of things where it's just like stakes and stuff on the ground saying this is where this is. <laughs> so. really, it's kind of lackluster, if you ask me. Like, really? That's how our borders are marked? Just like a, a, a metal ball in, in the earth? Yep. That's, uh, that's interesting. That guy's name is Gregory uh, Gregory Zaragoza. The, he was one of the better characters. In Listen, that dude shooting uh, dynamite sticks with his bow and arrow. <laughs> Bold move, I, right? I love that dude. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Give that me more crazy. of his story. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where was he on the first couple purges? That's right. Teach me, sir. Teach me how to make that bow. Oh, I mean, um, I've watched Rambo enough. I know how he does it. So. <laughs> I like Rambo. the idea of the purge protection security, the purge protection sites. I think that's a cool... Like, like, yeah, like yeah. thing that would pop like up in this kind of stuff. The yeah. military guys, like, get them together. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a peaceful night for us, a peaceful night for you, and good money for us. Yep. Easy money for us. It's mm-hmm. a win win for everyone. I mean, it's just. Yeah. yeah. 
Because listen, I absolutely believe that's a very real thing that. Can oh happen. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. That would you happen. Know what I really enjoyed? Happen, that definitely would happen. You know what I really enjoyed about that scene too is when she picked up the rifle and he's like, "Okay." No, no, no. So see, that was that was stupid. I can't believe you don't have a problem with that. There's no world where this woman that this military guy, this military man doesn't know this woman lets her walk up and pick up that firearm right next to him. That doesn't happen. Well, he, I mean, he tell her the, get the hell inside. Don't touch my gun. <laughs> it's well, not gonna she, happen. Well, she picked up and immediately knew knew how to hold it. Doesn't matter. He has no idea who she is, what she's capable of. If she's insane, if she, if she has his back, that man never lets her pick up that firearm and support him. Okay, it does no, not I'm happen. I'm just saying I appreciated that it happened to show us that she's not a pushover. Like, she's well, I get to, to, you didn't learn that already when she helped bear, where she buried that knife and that dude's side <laughs> of his head. <laughs> of, 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 of course, but you also there's there's a backstory here that we don't. And have also, yet. did that goat make it out okay? It's, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure I think the goat's it did. fine, Roger. I'm I think sure it the did. Goat is fine. Yeah. Um, making sure, man. What do you guys think about the opening that 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 at like the first Forever Purge with the goat in the and then those guys in the in the bunny helmets coming out? That's a better trap than some of the saw traps. So that's cool. <laughs> it was a quality trap. Yeah. It was well thought out, I thought. I'm surprised given the fact that that's the that's the those those guys were in those bunny masks were in a lot of the posters and a lot of the trailer in the beginning. I'm surprised we didn't see more of that. But they they had done they had yeah, used they that already. Their, they got theirs. Yeah, they did. They've been standing there. But they, I feel like they've used that costume in the Purge movies before. I, thought, I feel like that was in another one of them. Maybe I'm giant animal, giant animal head helmets have absolutely been in the Purge. Just yeah, that's that's what I thought. So maybe that's I mean that's just yeah. a way to get you back into the visually. It's just a creep. It's just a creepy fucking call out. That's <laughs> what sure. that is, which works. I, I mean, so you guys want to move to score it then? Yeah, I think I'm ready. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I'll go ahead and go first uh, okay. with this one. So uh, this isn't the worst of the Purge movies. It's not the best of the Purge movies. Um, for me, it kind of falls in the middle. So I don't want to give it a five, just be like it's average. I think it's a little bit more than that for me. I think it's probably like a five and a half. Um, if you like the Purge movies, there is absolutely no reason you won't continue to like this Purge movie. Um, the acting's fine. Nobody ever really gets outplayed. Uh, the violence is there, and you know it's a purge movie. So, yeah, five and a half's good. I'll go second on this. Five, five and a half. I, I think that's a fair score for for people that that like have seen the purge movies. I'm not a purge guy. I've only seen three out of the five now. Um, I've not into these movies. They're not my thing. This movie lost me, man. This thing's a hard two. I want to score it lower. But I just don't think I can because that ranch Two. scene. This is Ow. yeah. This movie's terrible. I almost left multiple times. I was bored. I was I was offended <laughs> at times. My intelligence was offended at times. No, this movie sucks to me. It's a two. Okay, well I'll go next. I mean I'm obviously the last one, but I was gonna, I was gonna give it a straight six. I actually liked a lot of the a lot of what this movie did. I liked some of the longer sequences. Uh, I liked some of the gunplay. Um, I I thought it was. I'm always a big fan of movies that kind of own what they are. And this movie's about, you know, hate. So I'm kind of, I, I kind of am appreciative that the movie kind of owned it and just went and just went with it. Um, I like when movies do that. I, I again, I like some of the gunplay. Were, were you guys not impressed by some of those longer action sequences of, you know, like the, how they were taking stuntmen longer and like choreograph it and stuff like that. The only thing was that long, that long shot that we talked about with the tank. That was the, that, that scene was was a was a cool shot. That was a that was an awesome long shot moment. Some of those action sequences, though, were, wouldn't would have been a mother to court to choreograph and coordinate. 
So obviously, I, I like those. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this movie is decent. It's a decent action movie with yeah, I mean, it's kind of an action thriller. It's a middle of the road purge movie. Yeah, I mean, as I was actually, I'm actually never been disappointed in any of the purge movies, which is weird because there's now five. No, some are better than the other. I never. So the one thing with the purge, um, I've never watched the TV show, um, which I actually heard was okay. So maybe I'll go back and watch that. But I got other things coming. <laughs> Neither have I, and I've never really had a. I've never really kind of wanted to. But as far as the movies go, I've never been disappointed by a purge movie. Which, you know, for a lot of franchises is saying something because usually there's a movie in a franchise. And I mean, yeah, we're, what, at five now? Five or six, one of them. Yeah. And, yeah, so there's that. I mean, they're, I mean, all, they're all very the watchable. violence is there. So. I don't want to say I'm into violence, but I'm, I'm, I'm into, I think, well-choreographed violence, which is kind of my So you're in the violence, I guess. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> and I like Josh Lucas and Will Patton, so I feel like if, you're, if you love cinema, then you definitely love Will Patton. He's in. And Josh Lucas is good, and the rest of the cast is no one's bad. I mean, everyone does everyone is does very well. You know, it's just it's a story that kind of it doesn't do some things you think it's going to do, and it does some things you think it won't do. So, yeah, a sixth is where I think it sits. All right. Interesting, you guys. Um, I Chris, I gotta be I gotta be honest. I'm surprised you gave it a two. I did not like this one. Just it didn't. Like I said, I almost left a few times. It got so eye for me at a few at a few points that I was just like, nah, not enjoying it. That's fair. That's fair. A lot of I, I know that I've been seeing a lot of people on a, I've been seeing a lot of tweets. They're saying that people are really enjoying the Forever Purge. That's good. So, it just wasn't for me. Maybe that's fair. I mean, that's oh, I totally get that. I mean, movies. You know, Midsummer is my. I can acknowledge what it was, but man, it's not for me. <laughs> Midsummer and what's the other one, Roger? That was not too far away from Midsummer. The one where that girl's head comes off on the telephone pole. What? Oh God! What movie was that? Hereditary. Oh yeah. Again, movies that I just I can understand why people are into, and I just man, they are not for me. Remember the story from a long time ago about the little kids went to see one of the Easter movies a few years ago, and somebody accidentally put the Hereditary movie trailer <laughs> on the little kids' movies for Easter and made all the little kids in the theater like cry. <laughs> Well, that was a good. You, I remember you got a huge kick out I of that. I laughed story. really hard about that. That's that's a great. As a guy story. who used to have to put trailers on movies, that's like a mortal crime. <laughs> so, Chris, imagine your kids going to watch Boss Baby Family Values, and, and all of a sudden there was a thing for like the forever, or like an R-rated forever. Oh God! Movie. Oh God! <laughs> how how how, how how pissed would you be as a parent? Oh, it would. Was... I would be. I would be upset. And listen, I know mistakes happen, but no. I mean, like, my six-year-old would want to go home. Like, she'd, she'd be terrified. She'd be Hilarious. scarred. Well, I mean, that's a good... I mean, that's just one of those things. Like, it just never ruined happen, your but. child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been episode 234 of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the Podbean, on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. You'll be happy to know, Chris, that when you left early last week, Roger still repped you in the I did. You'll be I happy did. to know that. Oh really? Well, I appreciate that. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Uh, for the love of cinema and check us out on youtube we have a presence there and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com again some of you people are emailing me and i understand my name is attached to the my grayson maxwell or grayson maxwell one at gmail.com is attached i'm getting emails mainly from my friends about what we talk about send us an email to the actual email i'd appreciate it guys thank you 
Next week, we're taking a look at Marvel's Black Widow and Amazon's The Tomorrow War, which is getting a lot of buzz. So it should be an interesting week. Word. Thought or anything? No? <laughs> nope. <laughs>